Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Jim Gray. Hey, hey. Talking about Gray. Jim Gray. Jim Jell. Gray Slide. Hey guys, how's it going this morning, uh, this afternoon, or evening, wherever you are? Uh, this is Jim Gray. This is Believe in Skateboarding. And we're going to start out the show we, the way we always start out the show. And we're going to ask our guest, I'm Jim Gray. Who the hell are you? I'm Lawrence Bowser. Chiropractor. Lawrence Bowser. Lawrence Bowser is a skateboarder and the chiropractor. Um, Lawrence popped by to uh, get a board that I had for him, and uh, I thought I would do to him what I've been doing to everybody lately and said, you know what, you're going to film a podcast, or not film, but record. So he's, uh, like most of my guests so far, completely unprepared. Um, Lawrence is the guy who we grew up skating Big O Skate Park with, and I think you said, where's the first time you say you saw me? Concrete Wave. Concrete Wave. That was one of the very first California skate parks. Yeah. Um, so we, we go way back. Uh, Lawrence reappeared kind of on our skate scene 15 years ago. About the 99. Okay. Going through a divorce. Yeah. Down vans across the street. Exactly. Van <laughs> skate park. So every year we're getting ready for the pool party and so on and so forth. You know, Lawrence starts showing up and, and you know, we get reacquainted after a, a time of not seeing each other. And, and Lawrence uh, is a chiropractor from a very old school chiropractic family, yeah. uh, has a very different approach than most I've ever been to, uh, has saved me quite a few times. Like I can't walk and I'm supposed to skate in the pool party a half hour later and I'm in the parking lot and he's popping my leg or hip or, you know what I mean? And they're like, oh my God. I can skate again. So, uh, so Lawrence is like a magician for a lot of us skaters. Uh, tell us who some of your regular clients are, skateboarding wise. Well, uh, that's pretty rough. Uh, contest wise, I've worked on a lot of big names. But yeah, and I, I, you're like always that. there helping whoever you can. Uh, but like I last, I went to your shop a couple times ago. Christian Asoy was there. Yeah, uh, Vet uh, Malou from France uh, just came in. Uh, he was. Staying with Willie Santos, um, an old school skater, Mike Usifer, just flew oh, from uh, just flew from Boise, Idaho, to come and see me because of Eric Dressen. Slide in a little bit. Eric so we'll Dressen's Nine Club interview uh, talked about me, and uh, so well, the Nine Club reaches probably like ten million people. I'm going to reach ten people. Oh, so you'll there's reach a more ch- than there's that. a chance that maybe you know somebody will, somebody might come into you, but you know yeah, going to the ninth club <laughs> helped. And being Eric Dressen, I'm not Eric Dressen here, but Eric Dressen will eventually sit in that chair where you are talking to me. I Absolutely. love Eric Dressen. Yeah, um, but you're still a shredder too. Mike Yusufer, that guy's gnarly. Yeah. You, so you probably didn't see a lot of skating at that in, no, during that era, but I, Mike Yusufer was a badass, straight up. Just, I heard he was. Yeah, was. So I'm glad to, I'm glad you hear you treated him. Yeah. So so who else? Who like I know Lonnie's a regular customer. I seen Lonnie, uh, you know, Lester, um, um, gosh, just a lot of different guys. Mostly dressing, uh, you know, those guys. Does uh, Bennett come in with dressing? Bennett comes to my house usually. Okay, because right. they don't want to make the drive to Laguna Niguel. Yeah. <laughs> so again, part of the my thing of having a podcast is talking to skateboarders and how skateboarding has 
affected their life. I mean, so so here's a guy who grew up skateboarding with all of us, went off into the real world, became chiropractor, gets married, you know, family, all that stuff, and then life throws the curveball, gets divorced, and skateboarding calls him back. Yeah, man, it's been a lifesaver. Uh, Lizzie Armanto, too, that I've worked on her. Uh, there's there's so many I, I kind of forget. Man. I'm sorry, I'm on we'll the We'll just spot. toss them out there when they come to mind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, we're, I don't know, we should call these shock podcasts. You get no yeah. no time to prepare for them. Jim Gray just throws a microphone in front of you. So yeah, But people need to meet people like you. Yeah. You know, so so you, you grow up skateboarding, never yeah. leaves your heart and soul, right? Yeah. I mean, you tell me like you've clipped articles out you saw in newspapers when I was working on a skate park something like that because you pay attention and you're always sort of attached to what's going on Absolutely. with skateboarding uh when you see a skateboarder ride down the street I think any of us for their whole life will identify just seeing someone on a skateboard yeah. uh but so now skateboarding calls you back in you show up at the skate park start seeing the old faces um familiarity comes back obviously the family the family's arms go out and and, and say welcome and uh and you yeah. know how's that big feel family. big family uh, it's great because, uh, you know, 56, got some injuries. I still like to get on my board. Um, and that's what it is. I've, I've volunteered on a lot of contests and taken care of people and hooked them up because we are a skate family. And for me, knowing that uh, the person next to me, if we're at a session, could actually feel better and we can ride together. It's a camaraderie. I don't want to see that guy down. It's yeah. part of the vibe of hanging you know, and I, well, I think it's unbelievable that you can do that yeah. because I see people, you know, suffering or hurting or limping and I can't help them. So that's pretty rad that you can. And literally you've helped me when I literally thought, how am I even going to drop in? Cause something was locked up in my leg or whatever and understanding the body and studying it and realizing it's not as severe in the sense of, you know, uh, what I feel, what I feel, feel severe, but yeah. the actual cause is not that severe and being able to read that and kind of just like that have me like walking away like wow where did that where did that pain go um that to me is amazing so you should be proud of yourself for that one yeah and and i thank you and i know pretty much everyone who talks about you you know loves you with luster and uh john john and you know if anybody ever here says their backs are and the guy's here tom my partner you know uh, i think he's been there with his wife they all good guy they all say you know i mean yeah you got to go visit lawrence he's he's the best and uh um i talked uh Lori palmos recently into going to you uh, and yeah. she was very scared of, of chiropractic in general, I think. And, and, and she's Which told me since that she's very, very happy and her pain has, her pain has gone away. So yeah. you do a good thing. Yeah. I remember, uh, one story of uh, multiple stories, uh, Brian Fick, who used to shoot for Bill Bonk yeah. was at the combi and he said, dude, you're a chiropractor and you see me work on a lot of pros. And he goes, I don't think I can make the drive home. And I said, well, lay down. Let's check in. He, he's like, well, I've never been. He was so nervous. And I did a leg pull because his hip was jammed up. And he, I said, go turn and walk towards the wall, uh, you know, where the door is, where the round pull is in the combi. And he turned around with the biggest smile on his face. And he just looked blown away. And he goes, hey, you know, can I... Can I like give you a photo? And I remember I was at Bucky's. Uh, That's awesome. Cool. He's a great photographer. I bought a photo off him once, just an actual desert photo or something. He's definitely a great photographer. Yeah, and I remember uh, I was at Bucky's pool the first session, and Miller was blasting a huge frontside air. And um, I remember Brian was there, and I go, "You got that photo?" And he goes, "Yeah." How big do you want it? And I said, 
Well, I said, how big can you make it? <laughs> and then you seen it in my office sign with Miller, and Miller said it was an honor to, to sign it and stuff. So, you know, Miller's a humble, good ripper. Dude. Oh, no, Miller, Miller's he's, very he's humble best. for how damn good he is. I mean, sure we've is. seen people who get good and get a really bad ego and attitude. Yeah. You know, some people that are a jerk naturally, like me. Um, and, and we no, have guys like Chris Miller who are just quiet and humble <laughs> and they speak with their damn board and damn does that speak loud and I find Bucky Lassick the same way Bucky Lassick's amazing I've been to his house or whatever uh, I, I actually worked on him one time that time we had that session and, and he's always been the same man he, no he's level headed straightforward nice um, and incredibly talented I mean, I've seen him try things like ever. 10 times in a row. You go, dude, that's insane. Like, I, I would try it once and get so scared. And just, yeah, just goes back, keeps trying some insane, you know, reverse blunt front side, you know, to revert. We're like, what are you doing? Like, Shake you know, your head. Like, um, what? Yeah. yeah. So, so the fact that he's in his 40s and doing that is, uh, is unbelievable. So obviously when we see 17-year-olds doing that, we get it. I remember being 17. You skated with me when I was 17. Went yeah. fast, blasted high. You were good. Uh, never got scared. You didn't yeah. think about it. You slammed. You just like shook it off and got back up. Yeah. You know, now I go out there and I'm like, I'm scared at all times. You know, like, literally, it's the only thing I think that keeps me alive, staying scared. Yeah. People laugh and they say, man, can, can you, can you grind? And I'm all, well, yeah, when I want to, but you know, that was the first trick I ever did at Concrete, concrete Way Pool, the very first pool I ever rode. I did a grind. Yeah. But even that's scary now, getting older. Yeah, you know, and, you know but, and it's all relative to your mind, how you let it affect your mind. Yeah. I grind probably better now than I've ever grinded. Yeah. But you know why? Because I'm not doing so many airs, board slides, inverts. And so when I approach skating anymore, it's really, it's all about the feeling. The yeah. tricks are almost meaningless. But yeah. because I for, not forgot, but I stopped thinking about trick, 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 trick. I thought about flow and enjoyment. Now I'm now my flow is really on point as far as the, the speed, the fluidity. So when I carve, I'm flowing nicely. I can throw a pretty good hard carve and feel confident that I have the ability to squirm out of it no matter what happens. I mean, so, so it builds your, and then you do that a bunch of times. And by the time you've done, you know, a thousand grinds, funny, you look at my Instagram or whatever else, and 95% of what you'll see is me doing a front side grind somewhere. Yeah. Um, but once you get that on point, you know, that, that to me now feels like the, the best trick ever is a frontside grind. Anywhere, just to do a frontside grind. Pretty fun. Um, I uh, unfortunately blew my knee out, ruptured my Achilles tendon, and got three herniated discs. So my knee will pop out on a grind. So I'm a little... Uh, <laughs> yikes. But, Have you ever broken a bone? Uh, once, but not yeah. skating. My injuries yeah. have all been basketball, which yeah. is crazy. I ruptured know? my spleen, but I've never broken a bone. And it's going to happen. We'll knock on wood. Well, there's one thing yeah. I definitely want to talk about is uh, upland reunion one we were riding the full pipe and uh i can ride a full pipe pretty decent and we're in there and you have no pads on and you're freaking ripping you're like 10 and a half front side 11 backside lester was there and i said jim you better stick some pads on you're getting up there you're like oh no whatever and then lester goes oh yeah dude you are you're getting up there you better put the pads on well it's funny yeah. thing about pads i got used to because I'm one of those few people who never, ever stopped skateboarding. So when skateboarding completely went away and big ramps went away and really all we had was an occasional mini ramp, a backyard thing, um, I got very used to skating without pads. Yeah. Um, and so I got used to the flexibility that it offers you, the lack of restriction of movement. And uh, 
and obviously there's the, and I also changed my patterns because I'm no longer doing big airs where I launch and have to look for the landing area and knee slide out of it. Yeah. When I'm just carving and grinding really fast, most of the time you can't get to your knees. You know what I mean? So I usually end up just dropping my body and sliding across the, on my back or my butt or like that. Or, or if I completely body slam, my pads don't help me anyway. So I'm not going to hit my pads. I'm just going to hit my body. So um, I'm never really skating padless because I'm trying to be like cool or trying to prove that I can do it. I just actually, there's a comfort level. I came to a point when dropping in a pool with no pads doesn't, it doesn't really phase me because I'm also not doing anything where I feel I'm, you know, the helmet probably less smart. You know I mean? I've been putting my helmet on a little bit more uh, lately, but again, that was also a comfort thing, you know, just getting hot and sweaty and, uh, yeah. and how I, I, I posted something on Instagram the other day that a bunch of photos from Pittsburgh went to a pipe. I skated the whole day with my pads. And then I took all my pads off and I was just kind of cooling down and rolled around the deck. I got antsy to take another couple runs. And the photographer, Phil Boda, who was out there, took another picture. I mean, the best picture he got was the one without the freaking pads on. And I think people think like, did you take the pads off to do that? I go, no, I just, it was also, but part of it is I did, I, my knees were loosened up. I'd been skating all day. Um, uh, I had the freedom of motion now and I had the confidence of already having done, you know, 30 hits on that pipe. So uh, hits in the pipe. Yeah, I don't, I'm not that guy, so... Uh, different hits in the pipe, uh, <laughs> uh, 30 front sides in the pipe. So I just, just worked, but then you go, and there's some people kind of kind of go, oh, dude, would you take your pads off to get the picture? And I'm like, eh, no, that's not, that's not me. But so another, another person that I forgot is obviously uh Grosso, um, member piece. And he together, has beat his body up good. He's so. together before several full pool parties that, he was pretty bent over, and I thought, oh, dude, I don't know how you're going to skate. And I worked on him, and I'll be darned. He was straight and able to skate. And uh, You know what? I can't know. wait to get Grasso on here. Okay. <laughs> you see, most of the world knows Grasso and I have had, uh, had some beefs. And, but the reality is, one of my team writers, Desmond, said the other day, he goes, you guys are just twins, just different. Uh, because <laughs> the thing is, we're both insanely passionate about skateboarding. I've worked on uh, Desmond, too. We just have different, you know, yeah, Desmond wrecks himself, too. Um, we both we just have different approaches, you know. Uh, but we both have more love for skateboarding, I think, than a lot of people, which makes us passionate in the way we view it. He may be passionate in a more um, what did he say? I'm uppity and he's downity. That's what uh, <laughs> that's what Desmond told me yesterday. Because you're uppity, he's downity. So whatever. Uh, but I would love to have Grosso on here and um, and talk to him and, and let the world know that even though skaters, one of the reasons skaters fight is they're very passionate, uh, and when they rub each other the wrong way, you know causes one to lash out or whatever hey i'm not one to back down so don't step in my face if you're not going to get stepped back you know he learned that i you know we talked it out we got we got it over it we're all uh that's cool. you know we're all cool now so but i would love to have him on here because uh he is very respected by a lot of people and he know, loves skating um, man so do you yeah um, yeah and the thing is if i was as hurt as he was i probably wouldn't have got out there and skate he's a warrior he's one of those guys who it's just it's just so i don't know i think it fuels his whole existence I love skateboarding, but if the time comes I can't skateboard, I'm just still going to be a skateboarding advocate, and I'm going to be standing at contests and watching kids and high-fiving them and, you know, yeah, sitting in industry meetings or, you know, whatever, trying to help, you know, yeah. skateboarding keep flowing. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So what's so tell me what has skateboarding done for your life in just in a couple words. couple words, skateboarding. Uh, done for my life? It's just my life it's a part of my life i like that yeah. i i love skating it's a funny story when I, I i was in the bmx first i got into skating in 77 um concrete wave was my first part 
and my mom was totally, you know, when we drive, we'd go by uh, Skatopia, and you could see the the guys riding the half pipe. And this on the is, freeway, that was one of the cool skate parks. Yeah, this is the rarity. I mean, how many parents would do this, especially back then with skating? My mom's like, oh. If I was young, that's what I would do. That's I awesome. I love and your I, mom. And I, I haven't told Steve Van Doren the story because I was at Vans Corporate, you know, talking with Steve a little bit. And and I said, um, so my mom's the one that got me kind of motivated to skate. And, um, you know, uh, Concrete Wave, some of the stuff was tough. I'll tell you, once I, that first day I, I walked in and looked at that pool, you know, it was pretty pitchy, remember that shell line. Yeah. And I got thrown back, you know, and then I was determined. And uh, first grind, first day, that's it, man. And so it's been in my blood ever since. Yeah. I've taken time off here and there because of injuries, but... Uh, it's well, definitely in your blood, and I, I, I see yeah. that, and I agree. Yeah. Um, I speak of a mutual friend of ours, Lester Gasai. Yeah. You know, he, he had stopped skateboarding for quite a while. Uh, and I bugged him for years. And when, when I made skateboards, we'd always, come on, come on, Lester, we'll make you a board, we'll make you a board. And, I mean, 10 years of pushing him, he finally let us make him a board. Uh, and we took him to, cool. to Chino Skate Park. And uh, <laughs> a couple carves in that pool, a couple grinds. The light and came the bug <laughs> just bit hard, like, wow, why did I ever let this leave my life supported by the fact that now there's all this stuff to ride okay there wasn't much stuff before you no, had to you had yeah. try really hard to keep skating but this was now it's all available and Lester's never stopped skating We're since totally blessed. Um, and he hurt himself that day too he actually did end up slamming and, and like but that did not discourage him that bug bit him and man he just could not put that thing down again so I gotta tell you a quick Lester Kasai story regarding that um, basically uh, Lester as you said was just getting back into skating and um I remember it uh, was uh, the Cove opening day. And uh, matter of fact, that's kind of what... The Cove Skate Parks is in Santa Monica. That's kind of what opened up this whole thing with working on pros. Uh, you remember Bobby DaCosta, so he mm-hmm. used to skate Big O, uh, semi-sponsored by Independent Santa Cruz. And he was friends with Lonnie. And uh, so we go there, and uh, he says, Hey, Lonnie, slam, man, and he needs your help. So Lonnie comes out, and he's like, yeah, dude, he's limping. He goes, I'll, I'll, I'll pay you. And I go, nah, don't worry, this one's on me. So I hooked him up, and he goes, can I skate again? And I said, yeah. So we go in there, and Lester had this shoulder issue. Yeah, he's always had that. And, uh, I've watched and, it pop out too many times in our lives. Yeah, and, and Lonnie's all, you should have him look at you. And Lester's, like, totally scared. And he's like, I don't like doctors. And anyways, his leg length, uh, he let me check him. And it was about two and a half inches off, and I and I moved his hip down I'm like Lester how long have you been like this he goes like 20 years I go no. I wonder why you were slamming all the time yeah. and it's funny because Lester was there like he's like dude I'm scared to grind and then he's freaking launching front side airs fence high I mean 8 foot and, and bailing on I'm like dude like you need to just set some low ones down. Yeah, yeah. That's he the did, only Lester, way I know how Lester to Lester doesn't really know how. He doesn't. He says, and I actually, like, people learned inverts, and they learned it with their hand, like, halfway up the wall. I'm like, what are you holding on to? I learned inverts on the coping. You know, I was like, that's just the way, yeah. you know. I, I thought, I actually think a lower air is harder than a high air. Yeah. If you do a big high air, especially front side, you have time to redirect, look at where you're going, kind of early release, float. You can pay attention. But if you go low, man, you're going to come across that coping 
super quick. If you're off a little bit, you're gonna hang up right that. You can hang up from a high air, That's and if you true. like like let go and you like early release, you're coming in. Even if you hang up, you're prepared visually and even mentally to move your body. But man, you're you're six inches out and you hang up. You have no time to think. You're on your freaking shoulder in your head. So I, I never wow. did big airs like you guys. I, I think I did one once that was pushing six foot, and I said I never wanted to go that. Yeah, high again. that's good. So, I love you know, I love going high. Just so it was that, the best feeling ever. That was how kind of how this all started really with uh, working on the pro skaters was uh, I worked on Lester and then he qualified in 2006 for the pool party yeah. and I, for the finals and, I mean or to, yeah. to, to be able to yeah. skate yeah. And, like in the qualifier to actually skate oh, okay. in that the was contest. the first year remember I don't, I, don't, I don't pay attention to dates of anything because yeah, yeah. the so years go by he says to me you know Lawrence you're a big part of why I can do this from being scared to fixing them to him telling me I'm skating almost better than I did when I was younger because my body's working. You straighten them out. And then uh, what happened was with with that, I said to him, "Hey, you know, I'd, I'd like to someday maybe work the pool party." And he goes, "I could see it happening." And then in '07, uh, I was working on Sergi uh, Ventura. Yep. Uh, because Lonnie and those guys they saw me working on Lonnie, and he's like, "Hey." So I go down to volunteer to help out, and he goes, you should work the contest. And I go, well, I'd love to. I'll volunteer. And he goes, I, he goes, well, I'll make it happen right now. And I'm like, right, you know. <laughs> and he goes, that's Steve Van Doren. I'm like, I know Steve. I just don't know him personally. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he brings Steve up. Steve goes, yeah, bring your table. So 07, uh, I was a chiropractor for the pool party. I started off with just a couple guys. Next thing you know. Okay, well, we're skateboarders. We know what we love first. But if you do love football and you have a heartbeat, then you know what's coming, the Super Bowl. You want to make a bet on it? Head over to mybookie.ag to make your predictions a reality. Whether you're choosing the winner or making a side bet with a friend, mybookie offers you the most up-to-date odds on a site that makes extra cash easy and fast. You can even visit mybookie.ag forward slash party to access a printable prop sheet for the big game. Football not your jam? No worries, MyBookie's got it all, from the NBA to the Premier League. If you join right now, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway, all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you get extra $1,000 in free money to play with. All you have to do is use our promo code BLV to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code BLV to get your extra cash from MyBookie. Play, win, get paid. Next thing you know, I'm Cav, Lance, uh, you know, uh, you know, I had worked on Bucky a little bit before that because he said, hey, I hear you're doing good work with Lester. Would you work on me? I'm like, of course, you're Bucky Lassick. And uh, then ends up Burnquist at the end's like, hey, you know, I won't mention the other doctor, but he said I only treat with a certain doctor, and I hear you're helping people, and uh, so would you work on me? And I said, sure. And I had guys come in that couldn't yeah. lift their arm Well, up. I think we all feel weird about that because there's also Dr. G, who's a local doctor here, yeah. looked after me a lot of times. He's yeah. right down the street many things he, he treats my ailments like that you definitely have different approaches and yeah you know and I, re, I respect you both uh, yeah. and uh, and Bob wants to obviously protect or make doesn't want someone to feel bad that he's going somewhere else but the bottom line you do good work yeah. you know and you and you've helped skateboarding out a lot which is which is awesome tell me what do you what do you see because um, you're dealing with the pioneers of skateboarding the guys just who basically yeah. invented most of the tricks from the 70s forward happened in that 70s through mid 80s time yeah. and these are the guys that we you and i both know the closest and they're a lot who you're working on what's the most 
common injury common or injury. ailment or you know or I'm sure there's more than one, but I mean, give me some of the top three or four that you see people going through. Well, it depends on what type of skating we're talking about. When we come, when we when we're talking street skating, ankles, I would I say see. ankles and yeah. and knees mostly. Um, you know, um, so I would say that when it comes to vert, you know, I would say hips and knees probably. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, hips from that. slams or from motion? What's, where's the most damage being done? Mostly uh, from slams or even bailing because as a skater, you know, growing up with it, luckily I had a brother that took care of me the whole time. Mm -hmm. So I grew up... So absorbing the shock from landing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you're going you're gonna to be, you know, if you're goofy foot, you're probably going to stick the right foot forward. Mm -hmm. That hip's going to take more pounding. Um, you know, if you're regular, you're going to bail probably on your left foot. Uh, when it comes to the low back, usually when you bail knee sliding and you impact your knees, that force has got to go out of your body somewhere. It pushes up your hips. And yeah. generally it's the hips and fifth lumbar and it shoves it backwards. I, I remember Trey Wood, here's another mm -hmm. one I helped out here or there. Uh, similar thing, you know, it's from bailing and hitting. Uh, so that's what I would say other than wrists, you know, it's hard. Yeah. Okay, I've never broken a bone, I said earlier. Yeah. But when I have thought my bones were broken, I've gone and had them x-rayed. Yeah. And they show me like 10 or 11 fractures in my wrists. Because, <laughs> you know, as, when we were kids, you just taped it up, put yeah. wrist guard on, and kept Keep skating. Going. We were going to stop skating tomorrow. So, yeah. uh, and it wasn't, your bone wasn't hanging, so we weren't going to go anything. So, yes, I'm, I'm sure I've had many fractures. Yeah, yeah. So, so street skaters, knees and ankles primarily? Ankles yeah. being the primary uh, yeah. because of the, the side motion. Do you, what, do you think the physical body... Uh, the body is physically capable of street skating your whole life. Like we ride vert, obviously we have to we have to adjust, right? I, I have to skate uh, different honestly, than I no, did. No, uh, too I, much damage. When I when I talk to the street skaters, you know, uh, and there was another one from France that Sasha had sent in. I'm, I'm probably pronouncing his name wrong, Aurelien Girard or something like that. Uh, I think they're both going to represent France in the Olympics. Okay. Uh, you know, I was telling him, I go, you know, that kind of skating would kill me yeah. because the impact that your ankles take, you know, and that constant impact to your knees and ankles, uh, the arthritis that it's going to cause, um, you're not going to last longevity. Where, where vert, you learn to fall on the transition. Yeah, like you try, a yeah, you try to absorb yeah. some of the unless, shock. Yeah. Unless you're, you know, unless you're pulling out too far in bottom yeah. land. Well, the picture you or, looked up on the wall up there, me at Baldy, yeah. I wrecked my ankle because yeah. I flew from the basically to the twelve o'clock to the flat bottom, fifteen foot fall, and yeah, yeah. My, I had black and blue coming out my top of my foot, the side of my foot, the bottom. Of my, yeah, it was just like my whole ankle to foot was just black. Um, so uh, that's when I, at that point, Doctor G gave me what he called the. Um, uh, hate me today, love me tomorrow massage when he uh, rubbed out my muscles because it hurt. Yeah, he did the grostic stuff on yeah, me and I just scraped it. it. Just he dug in deep and I just sat there with my finger in my mouth biting it, whining and crying. And uh, then I did love him the next day because the swelling like went way yeah, down. And, uh, because so. the drainage goes from the foot up to the heart. Yeah, so, so what I've seen with street skaters is I see most guys as they approach 40 at least if not earlier, you know, I mean, I'm talking top pro guys, your average guy probably can't take it that far, even, but you're, they, they start riding tranny. They just yeah. start riding transition to keep skateboarding or flat ground or putting that. a combination of that because the drop is the hard thing. I don't have any 
worries when I go skate, carve around, go really fast. My, my only biggest fear is, is usually impact. If I screw up and I have to do a very long fall and hard drop. Me you too. Know, um, so. Yeah, I find that it's just really hard. I, 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 I just tell the guys, man, that would, that would kill me. I couldn't do that today. So I have a lot of respect for what they do. It's gnarly, uh, you know, uh, but... But there's just a physiological reality. That's... Uh, yeah, you're yeah. eventually going to... You're going to damage the cartilage in your, you know, your ankle joints and your knees and your femurs, your ball and socket. Yeah. They, well, I think a lot of us are going to need hip replacements just by the nature of wearing them out. I guess I... I mean, we have a few. Dave Duncan. Um, you're you know, right. Guys like that have already, already had the Grant Britton from freaking working on the deck and, you know, squatting down all the time. He has a hip replacement. Um, yeah. Ricky Barnes, he's a younger skater from Huntington. He's had his hip replaced already. He's... Yeah. You know, still in his 40s, I think. So uh, yeah. we're going we're gonna to see a few hip replacements in our days. Yes, we are. And, but, it, but you know, people, people outside of skating that's never experienced it, they're like, man, why are you doing that? But, you know, it's so, just once you've read the board and done this. It, well, it's, it's an addiction. I don't want to stop skateboarding. I, so to tell me if I'm on the right track for, like, I want to still skate when I'm 80 years old. I don't want to think I'm necessarily going to go grind the pool or whatever. I still like to think maybe I can. I don't know. I know some 60 plus guys still doing it, but I know it gets harder and harder because I know how difficult it's gotten from, you know, 35 to 55 and so on and so forth. But I think if I'm not doing tons of impact, harsh impact on my knees, I'm just doing mostly motion, you know, muscle flexibility, carving, pumping. And I, and if I do it frequently enough and can keep and maintain my balance and equilibrium, uh, you know, God knows my head or whatever else could be going on with blood circulation, everything else that happens when you get older. But my dream is just, you know, when I'm 80, I still want to go to that pump track and do laps. I mean, do you think I can do it? I mean, do you think I got it in me? It's possible. I mean, with all the injuries I had, I remember when I ruptured my Achilles tendon, I, you know, it was 2011. uh, Lester said, you'll skate again. I didn't think I was going to be able to, but I, but I am. And so, you know, my goal is to skate at least till 60 uh, and I'm talking pools. 60's not far away now yeah I'm 56 yeah. so you know I'll I'm be 57 in a couple months and I, I definitely plan on grinding on my 60th pulls birthday pools and you know combi stuff like that I need real estate when I fall I yeah. need a, something yeah. big because the I small understand. stuff I'd be down uh, on the ground so fast not realizing what hit me but I think it's possible so let's know? talk practicality it's possible what, what as a doctor caring for human physiology and body parts and so on what's the best advice you can give people that are aging skateboarding what do they need to do to most help their body last the longest great skateboarding qu- great question because um, this applies to to everybody um, most people's problems really uh, are from posture there's three postures sleeping standing and sitting believe it or not other than trauma that's what brings most people in that's what causes their joints to wear out or their discs. From slouching or... Or, or sleeping or, on their stomach, torque, yeah. and the, the body's been taking wear and tear like a water spigot that's been dripping slowly on cement. Yeah. It's eroding things. So that's a huge thing, just normal, period. Uh, with skating, I would say, um, you know, uh, which applies to anybody. Stretching your stretching. hamstrings out, uh, yeah. working on your core. Uh, hips, hamstrings, and glutes are my biggest like circular yeah. circle of of flexibility or not. Yep, because no. you know what happens is your 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 hamstrings stop you from falling over. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're using that to stand, but we're also using that to skate. Our quads, you know, 
kind of counteract that. So we're using a lot of our quads. So, so uh, strong quads helps to keep so, knees strong too, right? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, the quads are vital to the knee. Uh, yeah. Vital. And I would say from a skater's point of view, when it comes to knee problems, the quad is four muscles. The inside one, uh, vastus medialis, they call it the VMO, that is weak on skaters because on the outside we're super strong because we're putting up with that force, right? But on the inside, that makes that kneecap dra drift lateral and that starts to wear the knee out. So that's another important thing is strengthening that inside muscle and the quad, uh, stretching, uh, hydration is vital, posture. Uh, you say the number one thing is stretching? I would say. Flexibility? But, I mean, just. That and what flexibility has a lot to do with the water. But I also, okay. I also knowing what I know, and this is not a chiropractic pitch, this is straight up from being raised with a grandpa and brother and four cousins. Yeah, get treated. Get treated yeah, when you I agree. need it. Listen to your body because your joints. Uh, I just had a skater in yesterday that he said his muscle wasn't firing when he, when he tried to pump. And he said, what can I do to strengthen the muscle? And I said, um, really, it's not a muscle issue. The femur uh, joint in the ball and socket is restricted so your brain is shutting the muscle off so you got to work on the joint and so and i know that's a hard one it's a hard one yeah uh, because you do need it because i know i mean i i have access to you or if i if i if i have to go like right now and go on the street dr g and so on and so yeah. forth but uh, you know, money, everything else adds up, but the bottom sure. line is you have to get treated at some point. You can't keep letting it go. I definitely don't get treated often enough. Yeah. And then I think last time I came in there with someone else to visit you and you ended up adjusting me because I just literally started getting locked up that day, but it, I would have just kind of moved on and dealt with it and I probably would have plagued me for a few months and, you know, uh, and sometimes, so I understand the being lazy, but I, I do have to agree. You do need to get treated at some point, uh, if you want to stay strong skateboarding and that's, yeah. You know, and our whole goal here is to teach skateboarders things that make sense for them. Absolutely. Just really quick, simple terms. Your joints, uh, the way they move, you have receptors in the joints that tell the brain what's going on. If a joint is not moving right, then the brain will literally shut off muscles that are supposed to fire. Mm -hmm. And it'll cause ones that should be relaxed to be contracted all the time. So when you're skating, your timing, your pump, everything, your brain says, let's go. But your your body's like it can't do well, it. Well, I understand. I had like a kind of a reflexology massage uh, friend of mine, Rhonda, yeah. and I kept having an Achilles problem for two years. I could not, no matter what I got worked out, my Achilles still hurt me after ten minutes of skateboarding. I would limp the whole day. Yeah. And then finally one day she was massaging up here to tell me if you could feel it. She pushed on a muscle she called the soleus, and like, oh, my heel feels like it's on fire. And she goes, well, I found your trigger point. Yep. You know, and she just by finding that trigger point, I'm telling you guys, I suffered for two years limping around yeah. because this Achilles wondering how could I, I stretched constantly, rubbed my hamstring out. But the bottom line was a little above the, the hamstring, but my calf muscle, a little above that. And, and the, she, she got that loosened up in 15 minutes and I have not had the Achilles problem since. And if I even start gently feeling it, I get in there myself yeah. and start rubbing that one and loosening it up. And I wouldn't have known except for she explained to me the, 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 the connectivity Absolutely. of muscle to one talks to the other. So Absolutely. my Achilles, and, and I would go to Dr. G a few times and, and, and he'd treat the pain and get me, and, he, and he's go, you gotta be careful. This thing's going to tear. He goes, you're going to, your Achilles is going to tear. It's way too tight. 
and uh, and I'm scared because I don't want to stop skateboarding. Yeah. And uh, and I hate that I would ride for ten minutes and limp for hours, uh, if not days. And uh, and then finally a fifteen minute massage took it uh, took it out. So yeah, therapy is a very important thing. Yeah. So all right. Well, I just want to thank uh, Dr. Bowser for coming in here. Uh, I hope you learned something from him. I uh, hope you also learned that there's more interesting things that skateboarders do. Uh, he's a chiropractor, comes from a chiropractic family. Tell, t- tell me about some of the interesting things that you know that skateboarders do, other jobs, people you've known that do stuff that's uh, completely unrelated. You got, you got a couple examples? Oh, I just remember Lonnie. I mean, talk about a guy that he... he Lonnie Hiramoto. He skates yeah. for you. Yeah. Uh, he's a shredder, man, for an older guy. He, he, he's hard on himself, but that guy, you know, he works... He had a big warehouse. Yeah, yeah. Worked okay. his butt off, and then he'd come and he would skate and shred, you know. So, yeah, I think a lot of people think anybody who's associated with the word pro skateboarding means like their life is taken care of and they just skateboard for fun. Well, they don't realize most of us made a little bit of money in the 80s, whatever, from royalties or that. But in general, we have to work yeah. and, and go skateboarding in our spare time. So, it's, it's just as hard for a lot of guys to call themselves pro uh, to get out to the skate park as it is dudes who have full time jobs because. We also have full-time jobs. In fact, yeah. I probably have more than full-time jobs. I have too many jobs. <laughs> there's only there's only a top handful of uh, skaters that actually get paid like that. And I I worked on I worked on some pro beach volleyball players. Uh, same thing. Yeah, it's, they you know, they have day they, jobs and practice they, all weekend. You know, they've yeah. been all over the world. But he said, you know, only a top few guys make the money. Yeah. Uh, and I'm also trying to educate people on this podcast. I talked to my little team writer, a 10-year-old team writer, and we asked him if he knows why he's sponsored. And I think so much stuff got out of control as the skateboarders took over the skateboard industry. They didn't properly educate. They just used skateboarders as their tool to make money. And they didn't really show them, like, hey, the careers are short. The money's not big. There's not billions of dollars to hand around. They may say, the skateboard industry is a billion-dollar industry. But that's spread amongst a whole lot of companies selling stuff in Target and Walmart and blah, blah, blah. It's not like everybody who owns a skateboard company is swimming in cash. In fact, most barely pay their bills every month. But people somehow think... Oh, if he got sponsored, dude, they, they need to pay him everything. They just need to pay. They need to take care of him forever. And it's not even that they wouldn't like to. It's not a it's not a reality. Um, yeah. There's just not that much money floating around. And it's actually a good thing that some of these outside guys, the big clothing guys, have grown so big because at least now there's some ability to get people flown around in contests from bands and Nike and like that. That was difficult. I mean, when I had Acme, Omar, most of his trips, the only reason he could go on trips is because he rode for Vans. I yeah. couldn't afford to send him on all those trips. There's no way. There was not enough money coming through the skateboard company to send yeah. him all over. But but his clothing, shoe sponsors, whatever, they were the ones who had the money. So when I see Red Bull or Rockstar and like, hey, whether you, you love him or hate him, they're writing those guys checks and helping them get places and, uh, yeah. and and helping all of us skateboarders see them all over the world and whatever. So, you know, I, I'm glad they're there. Uh, I just am glad that the skateboard kind of hard goods guys have been the ones who have always tried to keep control of skateboarding as far as as a, as a culture, a sport. They've kind of and the soul. let a lot of people in that shouldn't have been in and a lot of their souls have fallen out too but I'm in agreement yeah. with you on yeah. that the soul the soul of skateboarding we're talking about you know, I fight for, for it that's, I I, that's probably as me as a person I, I fight for the soul of skateboarding that's not the fake soul we're core bro I'm a skater don't you like no. eat breathe and skate all day long like no, no I just love skateboarding like I uh, being a core skateboarder isn't like dressing the part in fact 
if you dress the part, sometimes I just laugh at you. Like you just you, you're you're like your character actor. You're dressing up to look like something. I ride a skateboard. Yeah. I show up quite often in like white plaid shorts to an all black <laughs> pool session and yeah. think like, oh shit, I guess I forgot I was going to go hang out with all the skaters today because I don't really <laughs> abide. I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not. This dude does not abide. Okay, I do not abide by rules. That's you're not right. telling me how to dress. You're not telling me where to skate or what to skate. Um, and I'm certainly not going to wear a uniform. So that's what uh, I respect about you, Jim. You <laughs> never sold out, you know. And, well, I mean, uh, selling you know? selling out is not about making money. Selling out is about letting go of your soul for the sake of being perceived as being cool or trying to make people worship you or something like that. I don't want to be worshipped. I'm actually okay that there's people that hate me, you know, uh, <laughs> because they're, they're most of them are ignorant and don't even know me. Yeah. Most people who know me at all are fine. But there are people who like whisper, like, well, I heard this or I heard that. Like, you heard what? You don't know me. Freaking ask me, yeah, you kook. No, you've, you know? been, you've been consistently the same guy that I've known since way back when. Well, always, good. I try. Always polite and pleasant. And, you know. All right. Well, let's uh, thank Dr. Bowser for coming in. And uh, um, thank you. I'm, I'm glad I've been consistent. So uh, uh, I appreciate you guys tuning into uh, my skateboarding podcast here on the Believe Network. Uh, it's hopefully going to post soon. I've already recorded six or seven episodes and haven't posted one yet, but they're getting ready to start going off. Uh, this afternoon, I have Daywan Song and Tori Pudwill coming in. Shredders. Um, and uh, <laughs> Yeah, and it's awesome. I've I'm, I'm been having great conversations. I'm having a really good time. This podcast thing has been fun for me. I hope you enjoy listening. Uh, if you do, please subscribe. Uh, if you don't, what the fuck are you listening for? Okay, you should have hung, hung up a long time ago. So actually, if you don't, you're not even listening anymore because you hung up 10 minutes in. So, uh, But for those of you who did listen all the way, I really appreciate it. Uh, re- respect everybody's, everybody's love of skateboarding. Just keep loving skateboarding. Long, long live real yeah, skateboarding. Man. Okay, everybody sure. have a great day.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.